Hello, my name is Jose Alvarez. And I'm Corey Austin. And we're international school teachers in Monterrey, Mexico. I'm a middle school high school librarian. And I'm an innovation coach. And we want to talk to you today about our podcast, Beyond Our Bell. In the Beyond Our Bell podcast, we want to explore and highlight those projects, activities, and programs that make schools unique. You know, those things that we really love about our schools, technology, innovation, design, sustainability, well-being. You can find our podcast at beyondourbell.com or you can write to us at beyondourbell at gmail.com. So let us know what's going on beyond your bell. We're basically a robotics team here at ASFM. And so we get a chance to actually apply our knowledge to towards something fun and useful. It's a lot more modern than, than classes are because you're actually dealing with the outside world. So you have to, every, every single year something might change or new parts might, might be available for you to use, new technology. It's much more creative than people actually think. Is that we want to, to push STEM in our community and in our school. Okay, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Santiago Lopez. I'm one of the co-captains for Team 12680 for First FTC. We're basically a robotics team here at ASFM. That uh, we are part of the first program, which is basically a worldwide program uh, to actually where teams from all over the world actually compete to assemble a robot to address that year's challenge. And so we're one of those teams. And recently we've had some success. We've gone on to nationals, Mexico nationals. And so we're really happy with what, how we're doing. It's only our second year so far. And so, yeah. Hi, I'm Alejandro and I'm the other co-captain of the team of the Robotic Eagles. And some other things that we do as a team, as part of the first program, is that we want to, to push STEM in our community and in our school through this program of robotics and building a robot for a challenge, but also we want to create uh, opportunities for others around our school. For example, we're going to a, to a public school, a local public school, to teach robotics classes using Lego Mindstorms. And so not only we're doing something with STEM ourselves and learning about this field, but we're also helping others um, get a little taste of this field. And so we have a bunch of our team members here. For example, we have Mauro. Hello, my name is Mauro. I'm a programmer for the team. I'm Rogelio. I am also a programmer for the team. Uh, I'm Fidel. I work in the mechanics section. I'm Marcelo, and I'm in programming and the driver. And I'm Isa, and I do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all, you have different roles. Um, can you just kind of expand on a little bit more your roles as maybe a captain or what does a programmer really do, especially leading up to the competition you guys just had? So can you talk a little bit about that? Well, me and Ale basically sort of are the team, I guess, advisors. We don't really run the team. We mostly just make sure that it gets where it needs to uh, go. Uh, so we actually make sure that we have the money that we actually need to finance, like, the materials and everything because we're sort of an independent thing thing from the school. I mean, we receive support, but we got to run it ourselves. Uh, we also make sure that everyone sort of knows 
what's going on during the team. We schedule the meetings and stuff. And it's basically just enabling the rest of the team to actually shine and do what they know, right? Yeah, and also uh, if um, the people from our team, the new members, don't know how to exactly do some things, they don't know how to build or use power tools or stuff like that, we teach them and we help them out so that they can start doing things by themselves. So as a programmer for the team, what we do is basically we configure the robots so that all of the specific parts do exactly what we want, what we want them to. And so since we need to configure all the parts of the robot, we require for the robot to be at least mostly finished. So the week leading up to the competition was the most, um, where we were the most busy. And it was when we were programming all the, all the parts and to do what we want. Yes, and also as a programmer, you do need to work on wire management. You need to understand how all the servos and motors work, connect them up correctly. Uh, something we also need to do as programming is there are two phases in the competition, an automatic phase and a manual phase. The manual phase, you have to uh, make the robot react to, to the controller's input. So if you press A, for example, it might activate a, a motor or something like that. Uh, the automatic phase, you everything has, has to be done automatically. There's no human input, so there's no controller. You just press play and it has to do what you uh, what the competition says it has to do. Can you give us an example of in the competition you just had some success at, you said? Um, what what some of those were? Like what, what does the robot have to do, like automatic or, or controlled? What so, are some things? For so there are many things that the robot can do. Yeah. There are many options that we can choose the robot to do, and so when the competition, whenever the competition is announced, we design the robot and choose what we what functions we want it to have. And so in this specific competition, one of the functions, the one function we had for the automatic phase was to raise and lower an elevator, so that we could touch the the floor as we started like above the floor in the competition, and that would give us thirty points. And then for the manual phase where we were controlling it with a controller, we, we had functions like actually driving the robots, um, controlling motors to, to take in different parts and pieces. And yeah, that's about it. Well, um, <clears throat> the mechanics was usually the, well, it's in the name, the, they basically just make the whole mechanism for the robot. They design the robot and they make the robot. As Me as a new, person the mechanics team uh, at first like in the first five weeks I was usually just basically the physical definition of useless and annoying <laughs> but then thanks to the team captains and other known and other experienced uh, people in this role I started being actually useful useful and it just helped with the robot and yeah. is there how would you say the learning curve is as a new member well, first off, it starts a bit slow because you have absolutely no motivation, but then when you start enjoying the whole concept of robots and making them, uh, the, you start learning even more than last time, and then when you just, yeah. yeah. How do you end, end up like spending your afternoons with something that you have no motivation on? It's like, is it your friends that were joining a team and you wanted to, or oh, no. you have curiosity for it? Oh, at first, um, uh, last year I was in a Lego a robotics competition and failed miserably. And I was there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, uh, 
And then I just started getting like uh, into this team, and it was even better because it's actually you can make the parts and not have as much limitations as Lego gives you. Surely it has a way higher difficulty, but you have more you have more options to do. And yeah. just to like jump in for a sec, because we also got like a business team, which unfortunately we couldn't get any of them here for the like this. However, they like also deal with all like the team media, all the community service, all the like they basically assist us like as team captains because there's a ton of stuff to do. Just getting the money itself is like a huge endeavor. Obviously, uh, we are trying to do like a tons of community service programs, so they're also helping us a ton. And they also deal with like the Instagram, Twitter, everything like that, social media, and so they they're like their PR people and our finance people at the same so, time. So you have like a whole marketing, social media team and, and do they come to your regular meetings or they just do that in the background? They, they usually come yeah. or they just do it on their own. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit more flexible and so we don't really manage them, like micromanage them as much, mm -hmm. but we know that eventually like they get the job done when we need it. There's also uh, like you have like kind of coaches or mentors. Mm -hmm. right? How does yes. that work? Uh, they're basically uh, other people that are not from the school that just assist us with making the robot and designing and building. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually they're like more experienced. They're either like university students or our coaches are like uh, teachers here at school that are interested, like Mr. Orozco. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're people who have participated in, mul in multiple past competitions, so they help us around with problems that we that we face, they might have faced it before, so they know how to fix it, or ge with generally designing the robot, they mm -hmm. also help a lot. Okay, so um, a couple of weeks ago, you took part in a tournament, and um, you had some success. Can you talk a little bit about the experience of going to a robotics tournament, and why that's a cool... How many teams were participating? Yeah, mm -hmm. Just describe it. As a regional, yeah, like... Yeah. Well, we have our driver here for that tournament. Oh, okay. There was there were eighteen teams in the competition, and it's the second time I've gone to this competition. It's exhilarating, because there's all always something to do. There's all, there may be something that goes wrong that you haven't done before, and you have to do it really fast. You have to fix it. So the building team and the the ev everyone is all working super hard to to fix the robot and get it to what it needs to do. Yeah, I think throughout the entire day, the only time we were ever sitting around not doing anything was after all the matches had ended. So there's always something to do because maybe between matches you have to fix something with the robot, like Marcelo said. So you're like engaged, you don't even get yeah. to eat or anything? Yeah. No, we, <laughs> Barely. Do, no, we do get to eat. We do get to eat. Yeah, because like so, uh, when there's people fixing the robot, maybe you can go take a break and buy something. Yeah. Yeah. How, how would you describe the competition there? Like, teams versus other teams is it very like competitive is oh there, how is the well actually first to what they do really well is that they sort of create this environment well there's like lots of competition but at the same time you sort of get to know the teams because they're part of the community you have some teams from the same area like monterrey for example uh in our case and you also get people from around like other states and stuff and so you actually get to know them like oh yeah those guys are cp bots from last time and whatever and so even though you're competing and obviously there's that sense of I really want to win and I really want to get there, there's also that sense of actually I'm not worried, I don't feel pressure because I know that if, for example, we're missing a part, we can just go next door and it's like, oh, hey, do you guys have anything like this? And so it's a really like positive environment, That's actually. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, who is they? Like, who organizes all oh, this? Oh, it's first, it's like uh, for the intern, it's a, a, like an organization that basically was created uh, during the 90s, I think. And they've done this kind of competition for like a huge time. For example, the Lego League that Fidel was talking about, that's yeah. also organized by them. We This is FTC, but we also participate in FRC, where we're team 7299. And it's basically different competitions that this sort of org uh, organization devoted to STEM and actually getting students interested in STEM, like outside of school. Uh, it's basically like huge and it's what we sort of base our, our team around because they have so much of the infrastructure that we need to actually develop ourselves. What's the difference between FRC and FTC? So, so FTC is the first technical challenge. <laughs> And it's the one that we did right now, uh, two weeks ago. And it's a smaller robot. It is a simpler uh, game. And also it requires some other things that the other competition doesn't require. For example, we need to build a, we need to make an engineering notebook in which we document everything in the process of making the robot, every outreach, everything that the team does. Even like team building activities. And FRC, like a log. yes, yeah. and like a daily meeting, like summary, like a uh, management type. The most thing. fun yes. part of the entire. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. yes. <laughs> and uh, FRC is a bigger competition. You build a larger robot, and it's much more difficult. And that is the the competition that I was part of last year before taking on the role as the captain and doing FTC. And uh, that one, I really like it. I think it's um, much more fun than the other one because it is much harder and the, the, the game is really big. Like the game um, field yeah, okay. is really big. And it has lots of more complicated rules than in the actual game than the other competition. So yeah, there's, that one is the first robotics challenge. Like, FTC is also difficult, because, I mean, it's, like, mm -hmm. this robot's 20 kilos, it's got to do, like, a ton of stuff, but FRC is just, like, a whole nother level. It's, it's like, 50 beast. kilos, mm -hmm. it's, like, a meter tall, it's yes. huge. So, will you guys compete in that this year as well? Yes. yes. Yeah. When does that start? So, it starts on January. We're having the, the kickoff on January, and we're going to have two regionals. We're going to go to the Monterey Regional in March. And also to uh, Finger Lakes Regional in New York State in March also, the week after the regional in Monterey. So it's going to be really hard to ship the robot just as we finish the competition. We have three days in between. so. And even the build season's just like six weeks. Yeah. We actually got to like, once we finish or actually when the time finishes, we got to like wrap up the robot, send them picture evidence that we haven't opened it and that it's wrapped and we can open it so we actually get to a regional because it's like everyone gets six weeks from the beginning of January to the middle of February and that's it. For people who are not familiar um, with the whole process, like me, <laughs> it's, it's basically you get, everybody gets the same pieces but you use them differently uh, as teams. 
sort of. You have to follow certain guiding rules. Like uh, everyone gets the same rules, obviously. You get like the game rules and then the robot rules. So you can actually, there's like band pieces or stuff like that. And then the game rules are like what you gotta get the robot to actually do uh, and how you get points for the challenges and everything. But for example, uh, everyone gets the kit of parts at the beginning, which is the same kit. Everyone gets the same things. But then you have the liberty to actually go out and either fabricate your own parts. There's teams that have like huge uh, like partnerships with companies and stuff that actually mm -hmm. fabricate their own parts. Or you can actually just like buy extra motors, bring up like a mechanism here, whatever. And so you have that flexibility to act within the rules. But if anything isn't against the rules, then you're completely free to do it and try and get an edge. Um, why, why would you... Would you say a school or a student in a school should uh, take part in a program like this? Well, um, what would you say? I guess that it's a extremely interesting activity. Uh, first off, you do learn quite a lot of things. Um, you learn how to properly work as a team, since I'd say that uh, I'm not the person with the most uh, team working skills, and this definitely helped me on working in unity with other people. And I also think it helps you, like, if you want to go into a STEM career or, or, or something like that, it also helps you build the skills towards that. And you learn a lot of things that could be useful in the future. Do you think you're getting things out of the program that, you, that might be missing otherwise in some of your, like, more typical classes? Or? Yes, I think so, because, like, for example, in our programming class, uh, honestly, I think this year has been really easy. And everyone I talk to has a, a hundred in the, in the class, and so by taking robotics, we we get a chance to actually apply our knowledge because we're learning the same language as we code here in in robotics, and so we get a chance to actually apply our knowledge to towards something fun and useful. So it's the application part, kind of the real world. <laughs> yes. Especially yeah. when you're in a tournament, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more modern than than classes are because you're actually dealing with the outside world so you have to every every single year something might change or, or new parts might might be available for you to use new technology okay. or band yeah and being able you have to be also able to adapt to yeah what went wrong that wasn't not planned mm. and those are definitely i think life skills that make this not a hobby but mm -hmm. actually really strong preparation for it future challenges in any area, not only STEM related. Yeah, you're not just like sitting in a desk, like going through the curriculum that you already know since the beginning of class. It's more like I actually got to be dynamic. I got to figure stuff out as I'm going through it. It's a lot of like problem solving, brainstorming. It's much more creative than people actually think. Um, so when, when's your next kind of tournament and big day? What, would, what can we look forward to? Or Okay, so FTC, we're having the competition in January 19th. The Nationals? The Nationals. At Mexico City. Uh, it's going to be held at ITAM. And if we win there, we're probably, we're going to Houston. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The so termination. Houston? The Houston, Houston is, is the, the Internationals. internationals. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the big prize. That's where everybody wants to go. Yeah. Well, definitely we'll be waiting for you guys here, ready with the mic to record again. How was that journey? Um, 
just even the robot itself, you said the program's just in its second year, so um, you guys come a long way. So well done. We'll, we'll post a picture on our, like, we have a website mm-hmm. for, our, for our podcast, so love to take a picture. And I'd love to see it in action sometime. Are you guys, like, practicing with it on the days you have yep. practice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. driving yeah. in. All right, we'll have to come take a look. For sure. Anything else, guys, you'd like to finish with? Issa, you haven't said anything over there. It's Issa, right? Yeah. Yeah, do you have anything to add? No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loud. <laughs> All right, we'll get you next time. Um, thank you guys very much, and hopefully we'll be able to do this again. Yeah, thanks, guys. Okay. Definitely.